Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 131 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make that theater happen. Just a quick reminder that you can download and subscribe to the podcast from the Apple Podcast app or from iTunes. That way you will be automatically updated when we release the episodes, but you can also listen to us on many other podcast streaming services such as Stitcher, Google Play. If you can, please do rate and review our podcast. If you have a spare 30 seconds, guys, it would really, really help me out. Just go leave us a five-star review if you like it. You know, just leave us a review and uh, as many stars as you want to and to help us reach more theater lovers out there around the globe. And now for this week's podcast. On the odd occasion, we get invited to press days before a show goes out on tour or arrives here in the West End. But, you know, we aren't journalists here at Curtain Call. We're theater professionals. Um, so it's always a slightly different slant that we take and the, the chats that we have. They, well, they aren't interviews. They are just that. They are chats. They're conversations. And it's always great to have a conversation with somebody we've met or worked with before because the um, that conversation starts pretty much where we left off the last time. So... When we were asked by the lovely people at Corner Shop PR here in London if we'd like to come down and talk to the cast of What's in a Name, including two of our previous guests on this podcast, Olivier Ward nominee Summer Strallen and Alex Gomon, as well as Joe Thomas from the hit show Inbetweeners and more, uh, we knew it was going to be a good day. However, in what was a first for me and the entire company of What's in a Name rounded off the cast with Beau Poré and Laura Patch, they actually performed the play in a rehearsed reading before we got to speak with him. And it was fantastic. I mean, we laughed a lot, uh, which bodes well, uh, I have to say, before they head off on a UK tour. But, uh, of course, I will tell you more about later. Uh, I first had to ask the guys exactly what it felt like performing in front of an audience of the press and Kurt Gull, not journalists, uh, in just their first week of rehearsal. Have a listen. I have never been to a press jacket and on either side of the microphone mm -hmm. and right after I've done a reading on the second day of rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. It was, it Tell was, me about it. It was, it was nail-biting. This is a press jacket. However, we just watched a read-through. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Why don't we always do this? I just tweeted, why don't we always do this? Absolutely. I think Adam has uh, Adam Blanchet has probably just revolutionized the uh, the press junket yeah. uh, industry. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. I, I don't know if they did that for Birmingham or not, but he definitely thought of it for this this time round. Um, and he thought, well, you know, people need to hear it. Yeah. It's. You read it on the page and it might mean something and people might not have time to read it on the page if they just sent it. Yeah. But if they're offered a bit of food and yeah, then, you know, an yeah. hour and a half, just yeah. listen to it. And obviously everybody in the room knew that it was early days. Yeah. Um, and obviously things will, you know, cues will tighten and the yeah. comedy will sort of lift off even more. But it's, it's a nice way to say, here's a hint yeah. of what it could be. Oh, well, actually, this thing's really helpful because we heard your guys' feedback in yeah. terms of laughter, and that's really helpful for us going forward. You yeah. see what lands, see what we need to tighten up, so yeah. it's actually really useful. You know, yesterday was our first day of rehearsal, so you got through that terrifying thing of reading it for the first time, right, so yeah. this was reading it for the second time. It wasn't so bad. Do you know what? I think it, what was weird is that it felt really nice. Mm. That's sort of, like, you one might expect to feel a bit more nervous or anything, but everyone's so lovely. Yeah. And um, when we got it up on its feet yesterday, just did it for the first time, just did it all day through. We As you do, in, first day. In, exactly. <laughs> we bumped into a bit of furniture um, and um, I, I dropped a few plates yeah. but, um, and lines. But um, yeah, it, it was sort of fun and and kind of made it feel like unprecious yeah. that just made it like well look we're just you know finding our way yeah. and and having fun it's and and it's so spring though isn't it, it, it i tell you what it's That's amazing the word. it's, it's spring because it's spring. you know we have to you know we care what people think we're mm. people pleasers we're actors yeah, yeah. however like for someone to like you've got a bunch of people there's a room 50 people in the room and going these actors are trusting their instincts i know I, yeah. i've been yeah, you know what it's like. Yes, yes. you haven't instinct, found it yet. You haven't, you haven't found it yet. It you just decided yes. to go with your instinct. Yeah, there's something so cool. Yeah, about there that. is actually. There yeah. is. Yeah, because you have to kind of get out of your own way. I think. Yeah, you have to almost give your permission, self permission to not do a very good job to do it. Do you know what I mean? You yeah, have to yeah, sort of, of go. Course. Look, okay, so um, I don't get all the bits right, or I stumble it's over some lines. Better to do lines, that right now. I, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Or you know, or I sort of feel nervous, or I feel weird, or whatever. Mm. But it's like it's just like okay, so that's what it's going to be because yeah. I think your brain can't if if you're not. If your brain's not like relaxed, mm. it can't remember anything. Yeah. It definitely can't listen. Yeah. And that then that but that felt really like we were all listening to each yeah. other. It just felt really comfortable. Mm. It felt like we'd not just done it three yeah. times before. So I'm not quite sure why that <laughs> felt so nice for us. But. I wanted to chat to Alex and Summer about their musical theatre backgrounds and how this show would be different to them. And they both had fabulous answers. Well, I, I I think I was saying this earlier. It's um, I've had the joy of doing a lot of comedies within the musical theater world. So right. I've you know I've done pieces like Full Monty, Guys and Dolls, yeah. um, Top Hat, which I played a crazy Italian in that, so it was almost slapstick. You know? Right. So I have done a lot of comedies, and most of the musicals I've done were book musicals. Yeah. So I haven't done many sung through musicals. Mm-hmm. So they had big long scenes, and you just sort of really get to grips with the timings of, of dialogue and how yeah. that can change because obviously the thing with music is is you, you there is interpretation within the sung line but yeah. it is essentially metered yeah. because it's written it has like to that. be it's music, it has yeah. to fit within a yeah but dialogue is there's a, there's a lot more freedom but 
but yeah it, I guess maybe the musicality some of a lot of comedy timing is musical in yep. a way because it's you know ta 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 you know it's little timing so maybe the musical side of my background would help with that I yeah. suppose but um what I what I really think I can bring is is the fact that I've done a lot of comedies yeah prior to that whether it was a musical or like Taming of the Shrew with the Globe you know I mean I feel really lucky and privileged that the last comedy that I did was Young Frankenstein and I was working with Mel Brooks Mm. who is a comedy legend he's kind of funny he's kind of funny you know sometimes a bit if I mean come on (laughs) he's like he is one of the funniest men alive still and has been for the last 60 years longer Mm. and um, and I learned a lot from him um, as far as timing is concerned and um, that was incredible but also over the years you know I've said it before and I'll say it again I do feel that musical theatre is this sort of looked upon as the poor relation of acting I and, I, and I don't think it's fair because yep. we are all storytellers and um, just because I happen to be able to sing a topsy and put my leg behind my head nice. at the same time as being funny <laughs> apparently is not as um, as, uh, as good yeah. uh, but um, I'm not bitter about it yeah. I'm not because I see myself as an actress if other people don't yep. that's fine yep. um, and um, you know I, I feel like you can bring so many things you know working with Jack O'Brien on Love Never Dies mm. um, you know he gave me some great the main the main thing I think is bringing a, having different um, a different idea of, of each line yeah. for you know not necessarily every you know every night changing it but or changing the intensity or whatever yeah. but it's, it's just having different ways of, of thinking about it yeah. um, really helps because it also keeps yeah. it fresher Finally, to end the episode, Joe Thomas and I talked about the etiquette and, well, the lack thereof in your normal everyday dinner party with families and friends. And a warning, this gets rather sweary, not just by Joe, mea culpa too. So if you're listening at work, you might want to put your headphones on or wait to listen to the next eight minutes on your way home. It's a very good script. Yeah. I mean, oh it's like, God, yeah. uh, and... and um, it feels like it's kind of all there and and to some extent it's almost our first job is just to not just to present the script and just because it's so it's just there it's all there and I mean actually I even the first time I read this I was like oh this is very good I mean Mm. it was just it it was just it's so it's very kind of light on its feet and I love that it's got this real reverence. Like, it doesn't even really care about settling the argument that it first brings up. Yeah. They literally don't even really they, care. They, they, they don't revert. Each, I mean, each yeah. one is kind of gone, yeah. well, let's yeah. move to the next thing I know, that really yeah. annoys no, the shit out Yeah, of no, it's, it's amazing. Like, and, and I think that's, but that's great, like, not to feel that the play has to kind of move towards yeah. this kind of, um, uh, I mean, a lesser, a lesser play, this would end up as a kind of bunker play like yeah. by the end they're all calling each other Nazis and talking about who's culpable or whether we're all guilty and, and, and it would yeah. it would become and there'd be like one character who hadn't spoken for like 15 minutes yeah. but was just in a ball in the corner yeah. and 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 and, and it, it it doesn't do that um, and I think that shows confidence yeah. and uh, and intelligence as well and, and I suppose also it, it's so nice that 
in the end it is just a dinner party yeah it, and, we've, and, all, we've all had absolutely them, right? yeah in the end it's an argument about a dinner party yeah. and, and, yeah. and but in the end Vincent is really saying what really matters is that after this I had a child yeah and it, it fuck this stupid argument yeah. like, none yeah. of this matters like, none of this matters like, yeah. that's, and I suppose in a way that's why dinner parties are so in, they're inherently comic because it just doesn't fucking matter like it, it, it we behave like, as yeah. though the stakes are really high and actually the stakes yeah. they're not even low they're yeah. non-existent they're not, yeah. the stakes are non-existent yeah. at a dinner party I think that's why they're yeah. they're it's the classic kind of it's very good for that kind of um, uh, I suppose for want of a better word kind of like that, that, that kind of like the comedy of the sort of pretentious middle class yeah. as well because people are kind of going into battle but it's not a battle yeah. it, 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 if this argument never happened nothing would nothing, change yeah. like they're, not, they're not doing the first draft of the Treaty of Versailles yeah. or like, trying to set carbon limits or something yeah, like yeah, they're, they're, they're um, uh, they none of it even has to happen and I think it's that recognition that's so nice but while at the same time still getting all that vile and all that yeah. sort of vituperance and that fury and like that's that so it kind of it gets in a way I think it, it, it does remind me of, of, of like very very good sketch comedy mm. as well that thing about you doesn't feel that it needs to resolve it. Yeah. Just throw it away. Just what and, did, I, yeah. just, I, yeah. I don't think that, you, you know, talking to all you guys, mates, you know, we, we've all been part of a dinner party. And I said, yeah. I played my part in a shitty dinner oh, God, party I've had, where I've, like, I've been the dick yeah. and had to apologize because I've, I've just wound my sister up. No, I've, you know? I've been a dick at dinner parties. And, and I think they have that energy that, like, weddings often have where they're quite long, the people drinking the whole time. Too, too much. Too much drink, just too much time in the same. Sometimes... There's a run of dinner parties with my family where I was like, I don't think we even know how to end a dinner party unless it's with an argument. Like it was almost like, that's it. Well, somebody needs to, somebody yeah. needs to start with storm off. Otherwise, we're going to be here all fucking night. And 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 I think like, and and what's interesting is that the 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 the, the search afterwards for the guilty party. Yeah. It's never who was right and wrong about the argument. It's just who brought up that fucking topic. Yeah. Like, who was right. the, who's going to apologize? Like, that, that's. I mean, the fact that it's come to that is truly pathetic. Yeah. Like we don't even know. Like, or perhaps we're not able to apportion uh, blame uh, in, on truly moral questions. Yeah. Instead, we just blame the person who brings it up. Um, and um, uh, it's, uh, but no, that they, they, they do have that, they do have that tendency. But at the same time, it's, it's always undercut by the fact that somebody's about to bring out the pudding or something. Like, it's just like, how can this really just, be? Well, somebody's missed. Yeah, and here's the thing. Yeah. What I loved about this is somebody's missed a piece of conversation. They've yeah. come back in and you're still at the same place. I know, it's amazing. It's yeah, so... The fact that you can just miss all of it. Yeah. It, it, it completely undermines yeah. the seriousness of the yeah. thing. The fact that you've... you've um, yeah. I always find it quite funny on those, those shows where... Uh, shows which I've done actually where people um, are cooking a meal while at the same time doing an interview yeah. and they'll be like and they must have been really and then somebody, the, the, the actor will kind of be going and then I guess when I did lose my dad and then the chef's going yeah that's sage by the way <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I don't think this format does this work <laughs> this thing about like them talking about um, the the, sort of the, uh, the Damascus moment that brought them into their career yeah. while you're trying to demonstrate like what yeah. seasoning you put in the exactly. minced pork? <laughs> do they? Do they cut against each other? I don't know. I mean, Never. as I say, it seems to. I don't know. I've 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 done those shows, and actually, they I, they seem to be uh, popular. But but um, sometimes they're just like, just stop cooking the fucking meal. Like, have a, just stop. Do the meal later. Like, just have the fucking like. Uh, but but um, it, but I think suppose dinner. Yeah, that can have. 
things can just interpose uh, that, that, that that just cut away all the all the seriousness, and yet people are kind of also at their most pretentious at yeah. dinner parties. I think they're quite but safe. Also, they're safe. I was, yeah. you've just yeah. said it. I was yeah. just about to say they're yeah. safe. You're safe. Yeah, and 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 things are. Slip well, out. also, I think you feel, you know, perhaps you might feel able to say something in front of your partner with other people there that you wouldn't say if it was just directly to your partner. Yeah. I think there's quite a lot of that. I think often people find themselves saying things that they're like, God, I didn't expect to be saying this, but here I am saying it, mm. and now I've got to carry on. Yeah. And, and, um, and I think the other thing about safety is that we often speak about these kind of like global affairs and uh, kind of what seems like, well, maybe it's not that dry now, but at some level it's dry and it's intellectual, and we feel that that's safe. But what's what we forget is that everybody's got a dog in the fight there yeah. somewhere yeah. and somewhere somebody's thinking in this story that is apparently not to do with any of us uh, I'm that person and then you suddenly so somebody will say something like oh well uh, I think that like uh, uh, Britain's lost touch with its peasant cuisine and then the other person's like fuck you <laughs> And it's like, it's what? Been, <laughs> like, it was three, like, three yeah. hours ago. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you realize that people somehow, everyone's talking about themselves and they yeah. think that everyone else is talking about them yeah. as well. And it's like a proxy war. Yeah. That's what I always think it is. It's like, it, and, and that's what sustains it. So again, that safety thing, you sit, and that's what's funny as well, because you think you're safe. Yeah. And then suddenly you're like, how did we get here? I thought we were talking about Formula One. Like what, I thought this is. Um, so th that so that's interesting as well, but no, safety. Is, and, but that's why we like them as well, because yeah. we, need, we, need we need to have these forums where we can say whatever the fuck we want yeah. and in front of people that we trust and, yeah. and like. And I mean, I think, you know, that's why, you know, we are, that's why they lead to arguments. I think the arguments are good though. I mean, I think they, they clear the air, right? Yeah. I mean, and I think again, with this play, it's nice because it's sort of, the air, the air has been cleared yeah. by the end. Okay. Thanks, John. Well, thanks very much. It was lovely, lovely speech. The Company of the Tour of What's in a Name, starring Joe Thomas, Summer Strallen, Alex Gaumont, Laura Patch, and Beau Poré. Written by Matthew Delaporte and Alexandre Delapatelier, with this production adapted and directed by Jeremy Sams. Now, before I go, just a few housekeeping notes. If you are a theater professional, head on over to curtaincallonline.com, sign up for a free profile page. You know, all you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, and let the world know what you guys are up to. Join the Curtain Call family. You can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Curtain Call, and you can follow me personally, at John Schwab, J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. We'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast. Get in touch with us by any of the social media platforms I just mentioned, or write to me personally at john at curtaincallonline.com. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to the entire company of What's In A Name and the folks over at Corner Shop PR for setting the day up. The show will be turning to Guilford's Yvonne Arnaud Theatre from the 5th to the 14th of September with a press night on the 12th of September. It will then head to Glasgow, York, Aylesbury, Cambridge, Windsor, Richmond, and Southampton. Uh, so if you're in the London area like I'm, I'm going to go see it in Richmond because um, it's, it's funny, guys. Do yourself a favor. If you need to laugh, go see this play. It is genuinely funny and the cast even more so. Thanks for listening to the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, and I will catch you all next week. Bye.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.